This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as financial advice. All views expressed on this podcast are solely the opinions of the host and or any guests that we might have from time to time. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow a particular investing strategy. Hello, you sexy sat stackers, and welcome to the latest episode of the Bitcoin Bulletin Podcast. Today is Wednesday, February 1st, 2023, and of course that means it is DCA Wednesday. As you know, we've been stacking $20 with the Satoshis every Wednesday since July of 2021 to test out the dollar cost average investment strategy, and today it's time to grow that stack. But before we get into that, some really important announcements. First of all, I got a brand new hat. If you're listening, that means nothing to you. If you're watching video, what do you think? This one's black. Do you like the black one or do you like the brown one better? Or do you even care? They're both really damn cool, right? If you like this hat, if you were into space, if you're into Bitcoin, or you just want to support a pleb, they are now available to the public, I do believe, at spacecoastbitcoin.com. Uh, they are not currently accepting Bitcoin at spacecoastbitcoin.com because it's a Shopify store or whatever that doesn't currently support Bitcoin. Hopefully that changes in the not too distant future because, hey, this is a Bitcoin podcast. This is Bitcoin merch. I get it. I got it. Uh, so let me know. What do you think? Send us an email. Hit us up on Twitter. Let me know what you think about that hat. Unless you can't tell because you're just listening to audio. If you aren't just, if you are just listening to audio, there is a video version of this podcast available on Spotify. Check that out or not, depending on your preference. This is primarily an audio podcast. We've just been experimenting with video for the last couple of episodes. Uh, so let me know what you think about that as well. Uh, maybe we'll go full-time, primarily video. Or, uh, you know what, it's a podcast, right? Most people listen to podcasts when they're driving. So uh, we'll at least do both. But let me know what you think. All right. The news today, as usual, continues to be the price. Today was the big day. The Federal Reserve had their meeting and announced what they're going to do with interest rates. And unless you're living under a rock, you know the Fed did exactly what they promised they were going to do. Uh, they raised rates by a quarter percent, 25 basis points, 0.25%. Uh, so that should have surprised nobody because Jerome Powell's done exactly what he said he was going to do all along. Uh, and people that have been waiting for a pivot uh, have been wrong every single time they've thought that he was going to pivot because maybe the market was tanking or the bond market was in trouble. Uh, currently, he has not. However, uh, during the 2 p.m. press conference, he did make the following statement, quote, we can now say for the first time that the disinflationary process has started. So taking a little bit of a victory lap, claiming credit for a reduction in inflation, um, who knows whether inflation has peaked or not. It got pretty brutal, so when they say, you know, when, when, uh, when things go up, all they can do is go down. So maybe inflation has peaked, maybe it hasn't. If you lived through the 1970s or have read anything about the 1970s, you know that inflation peaked multiple times, that it appeared that inflation was under control, and then it would soar again, and then it would, you know, peaks and valleys, right? Uh, and we have a very 1970s, very Jimmy Carter-like administration in office in the United States right now. So uh, who knows? But 
All the market cares about is whether or not the Fed is going to raise rates. And when he first did exactly what he said he was going to do and announced that they were raising uh, 25 basis points, well, the markets kind of went flat. Uh, they didn't know what they were going to do. I think the stock markets wobbled a little bit, went a little bit up, a little bit down. But uh, apparently when that comment about the disinflationary process started, all the, uh, the Fed pivot uh, worshippers uh, must have taken that as good news because the market has absolutely gone on a rip since he made that statement. Uh, actually, it's kind of funny because the market went on a rip, but it's almost exactly where it was last Wednesday. So, again, that gets back to the whole dollar cost average thing. The market uh, has been very volatile recently, but it seems like every time we meet on Wednesdays to do our DCA stack, it's been pretty much in line with where it had been previously. Obviously, Bitcoin is up in general in the last month. Uh, and let's, uh, let's take a look at the vital statistics before we get any further into this. Currently, Bitcoin is ringing in at a U.S. dollar value of $23,730, or $4,214 sats per cuckbuck. Uh, and that is really similar to where we were uh, last Wednesday, as I just mentioned. Last Wednesday, we purchased $23,461. So while Bitcoin had been down in the $22,000 range, uh, as recently as this morning, uh, when you step back and you zoom out, you'll see that the trend is a lot smoother. And that's one of the cool things I've learned so far testing out the dollar cost average hypothesis. But I digress back to those vital statistics. For those of you who are paying attention to such a thing, Bitcoin's market capitalization is currently ringing in at $457.5 billion. Um, up significantly this afternoon, but not too different from where we were last week when it was $449 billion. And perhaps what really matters, TikTok next block, at the time of this recording, we are at a block height of 774,632. Uh, we are coming up on the next halving, getting closer every day, just about a year away. We're currently 65,368 blocks away from that halving, and it's looking like that's going to be anywhere between uh, mid to late April of 2024 to early June of 2024. Obviously, it's too, no, too soon to know exactly when that's going to happen because Bitcoin's halving is based on the block number, not based on the years. So while it works out to about every four years, uh, what really matters is that the Bitcoin halving will occur um, at a fixed block in time. And since you know, Bitcoin blocks are meant to be found on an average of every 10 minutes, but you know, they, they've been coming in a lot faster than 10 minutes as the hash power on the network has increased. Uh, so if that continues, then uh, we'll be looking closer to that April date. If hash power plateaus or slows down, then of course it'll take longer than 10 minutes on average for blocks to be found. And, uh, and that would stretch the halving out to more like June. Uh, that remains to be seen. Obviously when we're still over a year away, uh, who knows? But one thing is certain, it is coming at us like a big dog with a wet nose. And when that does, if history repeats or even rhymes, that means we are going to be kicking off the, uh, the next, not the next bull market, because we might be in a bull market already, but kicking off the next uh, hype cycle, the next four-year having cycle, the next parabolic bull market. Uh, and that would be really cool. Uh, real quick, I need to check a technical. All right, good. It looked like the recording had stopped, but apparently that's just my computer misbehaving. My computer's a lot like my German Shepherd. I like to call him incredibly well misbehaved. Apparently my laptop and my studio equipment have been operating that way as well today.
All right, back to some of those stats. If you value your wealth in shiny yellow rocks, it is currently going to cost you 12.5 ounces of gold to purchase just one Bitcoin. If you're collecting those little round one-ounce gold coins, it's going to cost you 12.5 of them, 12 and a half of them, to purchase just one Bitcoin. And that is up a tiny bit from last week when you could have purchased one Bitcoin for 12.2 ounces of gold. Uh, and if you had taken Peter Schiff's advice and dumped your Bitcoin for gold, uh, that would have been a really bad idea. All right. Uh, where was I? Again, the news out there is Bitcoin's price. It is currently pumping. Uh, and that has poured fire, gasoline onto the fire of the, of the question on everybody's mind, and that is, is the bottom in? We've spoken about that on numerous occasions. As I always say, I do not have a crystal ball. I have no idea if the bottom's in or not. Uh, there are people on both sides of that argument that have been presenting pretty compelling evidence. Plan B, the uh, notorious promoter of the stock-to-flow model, has been arguing pretty much consistently since June of last summer that the bottom has been in. Uh, he's been presenting a series of charts and statistics showing most recently, I believe, that the realized price of Bitcoin is now uh, the price of Bitcoin is now above the realized price, which means who, people that are selling on average are selling for a profit instead of selling at a loss. One more indicator, he says, that the, that the bottom is in. As previously mentioned, Dr., formerly Dr. Bear, Dr. Jeff Ross is now Dr. Bull, uh, and he thinks that the, that the, the uh, bottom is in as well. That the bottom actually would have been in a lot sooner if it weren't for the whole FTX debacle. Who knows? And if you don't really know what makes a bull market or what makes a bear market, let's take a real quick look at what the official definition of a bull market is. And for that, we're going to turn to Investopedia. And Investopedia says, quote, a bull market is the condition of a financial market in which prices are rising or expected to rise. The term bull market is most often used to refer to the stock market, but can be applied to anything that is traded, such as bonds, real estate, currencies, and commodities, and Bitcoin. Uh, Investopedia continues, I added Bitcoin, but obviously that's a no-brainer, right? And they did say commodities, and Bitcoin is technically legally a commodity in the United States. So they continue, the commonly accepted definition of a bull market is when the stock prices rise by 20% after two declines of 20% each. It is obvious to anybody watching that after we fell from the previous all-time high of 69,000, we were definitely in a bear market. So if you take that rule of, uh, of a price rise of 20%, uh, Bitcoin is currently up more than 42% this month, so that would easily meet that 20% definition of a bull market. However, there is such a thing as a bull trap, and that is uh, one of those dead cat bounce sort of scenarios where the price begins to pump, everybody thinks this is it, the price of Bitcoin is taking off, and then it's a fake out, and, and people sell, take profits, and the price continues on its way down. None of that should matter to you because if you've been following the show or if you've been following Bitcoin Twitter or if you know anything about Bitcoin at all, you know that all that really matters is the size of your stack. Have you stacked enough sats that if we do reach the moon, if we do reach hyper-Bitcoinization that you have, the number of sats that you will feel comfortable uh, makes you a part of the new economy or set for life or whatever your personal goal is. Uh, and to that extent, dollar cost averaging is how a lot of people choose to get there. But I digress. Back to uh, the case for whether or not it's a bull trap or, a, or the beginning of a bull market. 
On the negative side, Equinometrics on Twitter has been making the case relatively consistently, consistently that this is a bull trap. For example, they retweeted a post from just a few days ago, January 25th, saying bear market rallies, they can last a while with a uh, chart labeled returns versus durations uh, and making the point that, that this current rally is potentially uh, just a bear market rally, that the bear market might continue. Again, doesn't really seem to matter. Mm. Coffee. Uh, if you, well, I'm not drinking from my favorite coffee mug this, this episode because I need a lot more coffee than that mug will hold because I'm tired. It's been a long week. If I'm talking a little bit funny, I've had multiple dental procedures in the last couple days, and uh, I hate the freaking dentist, and this has not changed my opinion. Uh, so while I didn't see the Steve Martin character from Little Shop of Horrors, it doesn't mean that, uh, that, uh, that I'm feeling tip-top today. My jaws still bother me quite a bit. But speaking of coffee, you've probably seen the good beans on Twitter. Um, they've made multiple posts on Bitcoin, especially when, um, when there was that comment just last week saying that uh, you couldn't use Bitcoin to buy a cup of coffee, you know, that old argument, and they popped up and saying, I, digre I disagree. Uh, they've been promoting their 100% Salvadoran coffee, uh, grown, roasted, and shipped from El Salvador. Uh, I have no way of knowing if it's a legitimate company or not, but I tested that out for you, and just last week I ordered two pounds of their coffee. So if and when it arrives, I will let you know what it thinks. I am personally super excited. I don't have any reason to distrust, to distrust them. I just, uh, you know, a lot of people get into the Bitcoin space or even just the online marketing space, and I sent them Bitcoin over the Lightning Network. Uh, and so, you know, they could, they could easily take my Bitcoin and run, but... Uh, you know, that's one of those things. Is it really worth the short-term gain of scamming me out of $50 and then destroying their reputation or continuing to sell 50 bucks worth of coffee to thousands and thousands of plebs? Uh, so I have faith that they are good people. So hola to you at the Good Beans. I can't wait to try that coffee. I've heard fantastic things about Salvadoran coffee. I have no idea uh, what it tastes like compared to, say, regular run-of-the-mill Starbucks coffee or my favorite current coffee, which would be Kona coffee or Kona Peaberry coffee. Uh, but some things that make me optimistic are, you know, there are a lot of volcanoes and rich volcanic soil in El Salvador, and that's kind of what gives Kona coffee its fantastic flavors, that rich volcanic soil and the altitude at which it's grown. And so uh, El Salvador is really similar in latitude, or in, uh, in latitude uh, to Hawaii, and it's got that volcanic soil. So... Yeah, I'm looking forward to trying that coffee when it gets here. So shout out to the Good Beans. Can't wait until that coffee arrives, and I will absolutely let you guys know when it does uh, what, I, what I think about it. All right. Uh, I skipped over my favorite statistic, and my favorite statistic, as you know, is Bitcoin's 24-hour transaction volume, and that is pumping right now. Currently... The 24-hour transaction rate on the Bitcoin network for on-chain transactions is averaging 4.01 transactions per second. Now, that might be the highest we've ever seen it. I don't remember seeing it over four on one of our podcasts. I can go back through my notes and check, but as you know, if you're uh, following the show regularly, that I like to see it above 3.14. I like to say above pi, and it has been above 3.14 this entire rally. And today it's above four transactions per second, which is pretty much 
uh, maxing out on-chain transactions. Uh, as a result, the mempool is really full. It's not as full as it was. Yesterday I saw there were 11 transactions, 11 uh, blocks where the transactions pending in my umbral mempool. Uh, currently there are approximately six blocks where the transactions pending. We just had a block about four minutes ago. Uh, so that might climb back up depending on how long the next block takes to come in. Uh, and along those lines, speaking of block time, we had a pretty significant difficulty change uh, right before the last podcast, so more than a week ago now, but it was a, a difficulty decrease of 6.8%, minus 6.8%, and that seems to have been, uh, I'm sorry, it was an increase of 4.7%. And that seems to have been an overshoot because we're currently looking at a potential decrease of 6.7%. Uh, and that is because, uh, well, it's too early to tell, but currently block times are averaging, uh, well, they, they've, they've actually sped up quite a bit. Blocks were dragging out when I was preparing for the show, but right now the average block time is, uh, is coming. Well, they're still coming in too slow. They're coming in at 10 minutes and 43 seconds. That's not as bad as I saw it earlier. Uh, yesterday, but 10 minutes and 43 seconds, as you know, is significantly slower than the 10 minutes per second on average that the Bitcoin protocol is written to try and ensure, and that's why they have those mining difficulty adjustments. Uh, and so that increase of 4.7 was obviously an overshoot and or some hash powers come off the network because uh, we're looking at a pretty substantial decrease, which will make it easier to mine Bitcoin, make those miners a little more profitable. Uh, which they should be pretty darn happy right now anyway because of the price of Bitcoin pumping. Uh, Bitcoin's already more profitable for a lot of those miners. But some of those miners are in pretty bad shape when Bitcoin, you know, Bitcoin tanked in price and they had forecast that it was just going to go up into the right forever, the whole forever, Laura, forever. A lot of major mining companies, you know, they, they took out loans, huge loans, like hundreds of millions of dollars in loans. Uh, to purchase ASICs at the peak price of those ASICs when the ASICs, brand new ASICs were as expensive as they could possibly be, the whole supply and demand thing. Uh, and that led to some bankruptcies in the space and fear of, fear of additional bankruptcies. Um, but as the price recovers, hopefully some of those miners will hang on. Uh, and the only reason I really care is because a major minor bankruptcy would just cause FUD, and that would probably cause at least a short-term depression in Bitcoin's price. I'm getting a weird reverb here. I'm going to play with the control panel for just a minute. Let me know what you think. All right. Oh, that's a lot better. I was hearing a really wicked echo in my in my headphones a while ago, so if I sounded like it was in, I was in a cannon to you, uh, hopefully, this, hopefully this is a little bit better. The chair I'm sitting in is clicking really bad too, and I think the microphone's picking that up. So maybe that's part of what's been annoying, annoying me. Uh, where was I? We just went over statistics. We said we've got a difficulty decrease, a significant one coming up. Um, we went over the price. It's pumping currently twenty three thousand seven hundred and sixty U.S. dollars. And the other thing that's funny about the price is if you know anything about Bitcoin, and this is tongue-in-cheek, but you should know the old adage, the joke is, and it, is it really a joke? <laughs> the only thing that really affects the price of Bitcoin is whether or not I'm buying or whether or not I'm selling. And we're getting ready to buy. So naturally, that means that the price of Bitcoin should be going through the roof because uh, that's just our luck, right? If you want the price of Bitcoin to crash, wait till we make this purchase, and then it'll surely go down. Ha ha. He he. Obviously. Uh, 
even at 23,700, Bitcoin is on sale. Uh, if you were one of those people waiting for Bitcoin to go down to 10,000, maybe it still does, but it pretty much looks like you missed that boat. And again, that would be history repeating itself too, because as we've mentioned repeatedly on previous episodes, during the previous crypto winter, the previous Bitcoin bull uh, bear market, you know, Bitcoin dove down to 3,000 and plenty of people were saying it's going to go to 1,000 before it bottoms. And there were a lot of people with money on the sidelines waiting for that $1,000 Bitcoin that never came. And they ended up buying back in when Bitcoin was in the $20,000 range, $25,000 range, even higher than it is now. So if you had been DCAing, uh, you would have bought the bottom or close to the bottom. But if you were sitting on the sidelines trying to time that, that market, you lost. And again, that's why we, why, why we DCA. And I've said that word multiple times. And most of you that have been following along for the almost two years we've been doing the show are familiar with what DCA is. But if you're not, uh, DCA is, quote, an investment strategy where you invest your money in equal portions at regular intervals regardless of price. For example, we started stacking $20 of the Bitcoin every Wednesday back on July 28, 2021. And uh, so our regular, our regular interval is Wednesdays weekly and our regular portion is $20. We chose $20 for two reasons, primarily because I wanted to choose a small enough dollar value that I could show that even those of us who aren't rich, even those of us who don't have a lot of money to tuck away to convert into Bitcoin, that it would still make a difference even as little as $20 a week squirreling away sats. Uh, you don't have to buy $10,000 worth of Bitcoin for it to make a, a difference. I think we've shown that already because we've accumulated more than 5 million sats in, in, uh, in less than two years, uh, almost $1,600 worth of Satoshis. And, uh, and that is a lot more significant than, than you would have thought if you're thinking, hey, I only have $20, I only have $50, or I only have $100, and it is even, even worth it. And so, uh, again, our average, our regular interval is Wednesdays. And the reason I chose Wednesdays is, well, I chose Wednesdays because I like the sound of DCA Wednesday. kind of has a nice ring to it. But uh, weekly is a pretty common, uh, a pretty common time frame for doing your dollar cost averaging. Most people do their investing on paydays. And most people in the United States, States get paid either every Friday or every other Friday. So... You know, you do you pick a pick a strategy, a time frame that suits your needs best. If you get paid weekly, you might want to invest weekly. If you get paid biweekly, every other Friday is fine. The key is that you do regularly and equal, uh, and you're consistent. And again, dollar cost averaging is a long term long term strategy. The old adage is, time in the markets beats timing the markets every time it's tried. I think while DCA is too much of a long-term strategy to really judge whether this has been a success or not in just under two years. I think it, uh, we, we pointed out last, last episode that if you had YOLO'd in and done a lump sum investment, if you had that $1,600 to invest uh, back on July 20th, 2021, you'd have 2 million fewer sats than you have right now DCAing. So at least as far as this experiment is concerned, I think we've shown that dollar cost averaging has been beneficial. And we're going to do that. And to do our DCA stack, as usual, I use the handy-dandy Cash App. I use the Cash App because it's really super easy. They are not a sponsor of the show. There is a referral code in the show notes. Anybody who has Cash App has a referral link. If you do not have Cash App and you want to use it, please consider clicking on the, the referral link in our show notes because you'll get $5 free for just for signing up, and we'll get $5 as well. So that'll help support the podcast. You can tip us 5 bucks basically and get paid to do so instead of giving up dollars or giving up sats to help support your pop, their favorite podcast. 
Uh, the other reason I like it is because they don't charge to withdraw to my hardware wallet. So even though their fee is a little more than some exchanges charge you to purchase Bitcoin, it all kind of evens out in the wash. We're going to pay about two and a quarter percent fee to make our stack, but then we're going to be able to withdraw for free. So, um, you know, if you have to pay a mining fee to withdraw from Coinbase or whatever, whatever exchange you're using, and it's going to cost you five bucks to withdraw, but only 40 cents to make the purchase, obviously you're better off. Uh, and of course we don't withdraw every stack because you know, we don't want our stack to be just dust. So uh, I withdraw when I get closer to about a uh, hundred thousand sats or so. Uh, that's a decision you have to make. I do not encourage you to leave sats on an exchange, but at the same time, you know, if Bitcoin's really pumping and you need to liquidate some of your Bitcoin and fees are through the roof and you end up spending, you know, 20,000 or 40,000 sats uh, to, to, uh, to, to transfer to the exchange from your hardware wallet, uh, that's going to eat, you know, 20% of your, of your stack. So, uh, that, um, saving on that mining fee is important. All right. So to make that stack or open up the handy dandy cash app, I do not have any cash on cash app, but that's one of the things I think is really cool about cash app. So I'm going to add cash. I have a debit card link. So they let me add it instantly and it's available to purchase instantly as opposed to Coinbase, which, uh, well, they used to make you wait five days before you could spend your money. Now I think they'll let you spend it, but they won't let you withdraw it. They basically hold it to make sure that that money's really there. Cash App's going to let me spend that $20 right now, and they're going to let me transfer it to my hardware wallet right now. So next, I tap on the Bitcoin graph, little Bitcoin box, and I'm going to tap buy, and then I'm going to tap $20, hit next. Take a little longer than normal. Okay, there we go. Hit confirm. And boom, just like that, we purchased another 82,482 Satoshis. Type that into my spreadsheet here. 82,482. And that is going to bring our stack up to, uh, you know what my Excel spreadsheet is, is taking a puke on me right now. So I'm going to have to redo that. Huh. I'm not a big Excel fan. Uh, I never was a big Excel fan. So what we're going to do is bear with me real quick while I sum every damn column in my chart. And hopefully that corrected that little issue. And it didn't because, all right. Uh, well, basically we have 82,482 sats more than we did. Previously we had... Uh, all right, lost my place. This is the most professional episode I've ever recorded, isn't it? Uh, previously, we had 5,386,441 sats. So now we are going to have about 5,470,000 sats. And hopefully that dropped our average cost basis down. Again, last week we purchased it. Uh, we purchased just a little less expensive. We purchased 23,461 and that dropped our average cost basis down by about $85. And this should have done about the same. We're getting close to that break-even point. Of course, none of that really matters if Bitcoin hits the moon one day. If we're talking $100,000 Bitcoin, $200,000 Bitcoin, a million dollar Bitcoin, $10 million Bitcoin, uh, whether your average cost basis is $29,000 or $10,000 or $50,000, won't really matter. Those of you who bought the high at $69,000 will be uh, feeling like geniuses. So, all right. Again, before we go, I want to thank those of you who are listening on your favorite podcasting 2.0 apps, such as the Fountain app, 
there are many of you who are doing so, and thank you for thank you for supporting us that way. Currently, most of you are in the United States still, 50% of you, but 15% of you are in Argentina, 6% of you are in Germany, 3% of you are in Canada, and 2% of you are in Luxembourg. So, hola, guten tag to, uh, to those of you, guten abend, I guess it's afternoon, actually it's uh, or guten, guten nacht probably in Germany by now, right? Because it's late at night in, in Europe right now. But thank you for your support. If you would like to help support this podcast and you are not listening on Fountain, uh, please consider doing so. You can actually get paid, uh, earn sats almost like a fountain on Fountain from listening to your favorite podcast. But you can also support your favorite podcast by either streaming sats on a permanent basis or sending a boostergram, which is like a one-time tip that comes as a lightning boost. So uh, it, it includes a message and you can say a shout out basically to, to your favorite podcast. And if you do send us a boostergram, we will read it on the following episode of the Bitcoin Bulletin podcast, as long as it's not a shill or something that's going to get us in trouble, something horrifically obscene. And so far, you guys have been good, and we haven't had to censor any shout-outs, because uh, I don't like doing that. I'm a free speech maximalist, so we'll read your boostergram within reason. Real quick, again, I mentioned Twitter a few times, and if you are not already following us on Twitter, please follow us on Twitter. Uh, that will help boost us in the rankings on Twitter, help that algorithm uh, to where more people will see our tweets and more people will hopefully find out about the podcast and more people will hopefully find out about dollar cost averaging and more people will get orange pilled and hopefully more people will be part of that Bitcoin economy one day. And our our Twitter handle is at BTC Bulletin Pod. So again, that's at BTC Bulletin Pod. And if you want to reach out via email, if you don't have Twitter, uh, our email address is BitcoinBulletin at ProtonMail.com. I really do want to hear what you have to say about the podcast. So uh, if you follow us on Twitter and either reply to my tweets or DM me on Twitter again at BTC Bulletin Pod, uh, that would be helpful. Let me know what you think about this new hat if you're watching video. If you don't have, again, if you don't have Twitter, uh, send us an email at Bitcoin Bulletin, uh, Bitcoin Bulletin at ProtonMail.com. Uh, I will get back to you. Uh, sometimes I don't get logged into ProtonMail every day because it's only on one of my laptops, but... Um, but I do get back to all the emails and to everyone who, uh, who reaches out to us on Twitter eventually, usually sooner rather than later. But bare minimum, don't forget to join us next Wednesday and every Wednesday as we grow that DCA stack of Satoshis on our Dollar Cost Average Wednesday episodes. But until that time, keep on stacking those sats, you sexy sat stackers. <laughs>